What's up? Welcome into the Thoughts Podcast. I'm Ian Sork, joined by James Tringali. Little NFL update we wanted to give you. We didn't do one last week after week one. Um, or I guess that's two weeks ago now. Week two was last week, and now we're in week three already. Um, but I feel like, and James probably feels a similar way, is that there's only so much you can take away from even one game, even two. And if you look back even to last year and you look at some of the results, it's like the Bucks beat the Saints really early on. They put up almost like 50, over 50 points on the Saints defense, who turned out to be really good. Um, I think the Bucs also beat the Eagles, and they were 2-0, and and the Bucs were up-and-coming team, if you would have asked somebody two, two games in the season last year. But things changed quick. So a part of this is like how much can you actually take away after two weeks of football, how much is real? How much is fake? Um, we'll talk about Green Bay's defense in a second. But for me, and you'll probably agree with this, is defenses to me just take a, they take a, a bit longer to gel and figure things out, especially if you have a new scheme, new players come in. I feel like as the season comes goes along, defenses in general tend to get better. Not always the case, but I feel like that tends to happen. Um, so, I mean, again, it's early on. But we wanted to do a little segment where we identify what's real, what's fake. We'll probably start out with the obvious first. Lamar Jackson, who has lit the league up. Now, granted, he's played Arizona and Miami to start the season. But to me, it's almost day and night as far as how he looks. Part of that's the scheme. Part of that's their efficiency when it comes to running the football. And then at times he's just making passes to me that he wasn't making last year from like an accuracy standpoint. Now that I'm done ranting, is that real? Is it fake? What are your takeaways from watching him over the first two games or so? Definitely been impressed. Um, Like you said, he is starting to make throws that we saw him make in college, and he just looks a lot more confident. He was the guy all offseason. I, I, I don't think that can be quantified nearly enough. You know, just no one's over your shoulder. The offense was built around you. Kudos to Baltimore to really going for it. And, you know, Flacco last year didn't warrant them. <laughs> His play didn't warrant them to, to second guess the way that they were going to go moving forward. Um, and I think a lot of other teams in the league can learn from how they've gone about this. But but back to Lamar. I don't know if we can say that we've seen an organization really commit to put everything around a running quarterback and maximize his skills like they have so quickly. Um, and that's a big part of it. So I don't think it's fair to, you know, last year with the eye test, he definitely missed some throws and that, you know, your eyes can deceive you in certain ways, but he's probably going to have an easier time throwing the ball for the next five call it eight years because he does have his legs and they have a running back right so I mean he's not going to have to 
pick apart the defense like Tom Brady. So I definitely think his progression is real. As far as putting up these numbers all year, I, I don't think that is real because of you know they played Arizona and Miami. Um, Keep it up though for my fantasy team. Appreciate it for sure. I wouldn't count on. I mean, he, he's fifth in the league in completion percentage through two games. Yeah, um, not really up there in yards, but has is tied with the league league of seven touchdowns, no picks. His QBR is ninety three point nine. I know his yards per attempt are up from last second. from last year too as well. So he's he's first in passer rating, but second in QBR. Um, with my other former fantasy quarterback, Dak Prescott and, and Mahomes. So those three have stood out, and then Brady, and then everybody else so far. So progression is real. I don't think he's at a sustainable level through two games because of their strength of schedule. Um, and, you know, off of what you said earlier, it's actually usually defense comes together quicker. Um, it's just much easier to put in schemes, and then it's really wrinkles, whereas offense, it takes a lot longer initially, in my opinion, where defenses improve or stick out is as they get to see more of the offense and, you know, the defensive coordinator can have a better idea of what to expect from the offense in certain situations. It's always a little bit of a guessing game. But Do you think it's more like a plug-and-chug thing rather than a get used to playing with each other? I mean, I yeah, I guess I could There's just less well. complexity. No, I think you're like, right. You know, there's only so many defensive coverages. Yeah. And there's only so many fronts. No, that's and, true. And blitz packages. And you obviously add things as the season goes on because you don't want an offense to know exactly what, what's happening. Um, so from that sense, you know, training camp preseason, in my experience, the defense was always, you know, dominating early. Maybe I just sucked. But no, so that's usually the case. But – Love Lamar. I'm happy for him. Kudos to Baltimore. I just wouldn't count on this for all all 16 games this year. I'm not. I don't think it's sustainable. Um, what's interesting though is you. I mean, it's sustainable to the level he's been playing at the last two weeks because obviously, as teams get more film on him, they're going to figure out ways to stop him, and they'll have to adjust accordingly. But you talked about how we haven't really seen a team build around a running quarterback uh, like this. And we don't probably don't think of this guy as a running quarterback per se because he wasn't great for that long. But Colin Kaepernick That's true. was a guy who, again, had this offensive coordinator when he was in San Francisco. And that year he really took off, I believe, it was in 2012. And it's to me like, look, I haven't gone and studied the tape, you know, play by play, but it's very similar stuff. They were early with the RPO stuff back in 2012 where they ran the ball and they were physical up front and they put Colin in a good situation to make good throws, easy reads or easier reads. I'm not saying, again, maybe I'm wrong here, but again, to me, when I watch it, it just seems like a very similar schematic approach to the game and it seems to work. No, you just have to have. Both non-QB level athleticism, Kaepernick and Lamar, as far as off the charts. Yeah, I mean, those right. two guys Lamar, are kind of freaks. Um, 
Lamar can not as not as big, but definitely shiftier. Unmatched quickness. I would no say doubt. straight line speed, speed probably very. I mean, flip a coin. If they if they you know if the linebackers even with them trying to get an angle, they're they're going to score a touchdown. But yeah, no, that's definitely a good point. Um, I don't think whether it's Cam or Carolina, I don't know there. Um, you know what you you just said easier throws i don't think that's that's not an indictment on lamar no it's um not. it's not at all because people say the same thing about brady and belichick no i mean if anything was meant to be uh, it was really more so uh, no i'm, I'm just to saying the, to the coach clarify because right. yeah. the guy that everybody loves right now mahomes and another one we'll touch on we're not going to touch on mahomes because that's very real um We'll talk on on Dak, but I watched the game and these these three offenses, not not necessarily Dallas as much, um, but Baltimore and Kansas City. They're putting these two guys in positions where they have Mahomes is obviously another level, but crazy arm talent, and these are clean reads, and they're using the misdirection and in Lamar's standpoint, the running game to run these longer developing routes where you, you, DBs, like you can't stick somebody for, for that, that long. long. Those guys you that can't. are that good, you can't do it. No. And even guys who aren't. We just watched Kansas City with three guys no one's ever heard of this week throw four touchdowns in a quarter, right? And they're running the, – these are not – these aren't like – this isn't a post – this isn't your traditional passing tree. No. Right? And then it turns into backyard football. And not in the sense that Mahomes and Lamar are running around, but they just get their feet set, they move the, the pocket a little bit, and they have a guy who's either beating or even, and they just throw to a spot. And yeah. These, you know, these are professional athletes. So, um, no, I mean, I think Baltimore's done a great job. They look like they'll take that division if we're jumping ahead. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think Lamar is, Lamar is real. I don't think this is sustainable, but he's, he'll definitely finish with better stats than he did last year. And he's fun to watch. The, the offense is fun to watch because, I mean, obviously it's cool to see him make the throws. They have Mark Ingram who's added a element to the run game that helps. And then, of course, seeing Lamar take off, always always fun. Um, the The Cowboys, though, I wanted to transition to them because if you just go right into them, then we'll talk about the Packers. But the Cowboys, to me, this looks bad for the Clapper. The Clapper, they did not have – they have not had a very efficient offense prior to this season. Kellen Moore steps in. This kid looks like – this guy looks like he's probably going to get an offer from somewhere because he's young and this offense is clicking. And like you said, they use misdirection really well with the run game. It helps when you have a bunch of freaks on your offensive line and a great running back too. But again, Dak's what up to this point the second best quarterback in the league. Maybe some metrics, if you look at him, say first. Is this is he is what he, is, is his production sustainable? I, I feel like his just because of the run game and the offensive line they have. I feel like his, his production might be more sustainable moving forward. I'd have to agree. Um... He's number one in completion percentage. 
He's third in yards. He's tied for touchdowns, only one pick. First in QBR, which is the modernized, I guess, yeah. what would be deemed uh, probably a true reflection, and then second in QB rating. So, yeah, I mean, I, like we said, it's Mahomes, Prescott, and Lamar right now, and then maybe Brady and Russ, Russie Nips. Um, we give Russ a hard time. That dude's a good quarterback, man. He's really He can good. definitely play quarterback. Uh, I agree with you that Dax is more sustainable for the reason that you said. You know, it's not that complex. They aren't paying a quarterback right now for what he's worth. We joked before the year. I still feel the same way because of what you said. They have a line. They have the running back. They have the net, you know. A pretty good receiving core. Yeah, it doesn't jump off core. the screen. It's, it's a good, but it's it a all core, comes though. back to the fact that the line and Zeke and defense is just you can't let him. You can't let him get four yards, five yards every play. I mean, you'll never get off the field. So, and again, this is not an indictment on on Dak. He again looks more confident stepping into his throws. Um, still can be a little inaccurate at times. He had some throws in the Redskins um, games that were so, so so and that's why I say I mean the 40 mil thing is wild. I wouldn't be shocked if they son, you know, he gets 30, 32. I I just I don't know how they 40 million is a lot, man. Um cuz he's not special. Cuz I mean you a can Cowboy play- fan will get tight if they're a realist, they won't because they don't need him to be special. He just needs to be special in moments. I mean, because he can run too, right? I mean, he, they, to me right now, I I actually like their offense over Kansas City because Kansas City's just – they're a little over-reliant on Mahomes. And like we saw in the playoffs, I which agree. they have to go up against Belichick, if you keep them off the field, doesn't matter. You know, with the passing game, they're so quick strike, and you get cold weather. You get a, if you have a little bit of a rush, they don't have time to run their crazy stuff to let Mahomes let it rip. Um, whereas Dallas can beat you every way imaginable, they and can. teams will definitely make Dak beat them. Um, but he can beat them with his legs if he wants to scramble, and they do have enough. I don't know how Jason wins. That's amazing, actually. He's walking out there <laughs> out, out of the booth being productive. Um, it is pretty wild. It is pretty so wild. So, no, I think Dak is real in the sense that that's the most complete offense. Two weeks in, they just can get you every single way possible. I was actually having the convo with uh, Azan, I think. It was, uh, you know, we know how much Rodgers is paid and how good we know and think he is. Compare the units for Dallas and Green Bay. Offensive line. Probably give the nod to Dallas. But, Pat, I mean, Aaron Jones averaged five and a half yards per carry last year in Mike McCarthy's offense. And Rodgers sits back there for days. Yeah, he does. I don't think Green Bay is in tier three. or tier, I mean, that is – so to me, being an unbiased Green Bay fan – not trying to toot our horn, but when you're comparing Dak and Rodgers right now, 
I'm not going to sit in here like Dak has a way better offensive line. It's pretty even. You go to the receivers. Devontae is obviously the best of the crop. But after that. It's a bit of a drop off for Green Bay. For sure. So, again, I think, if anything, you would say Rodgers has the top receiving talent, maybe not as deep, but they're certainly not lacking. Again, so maybe a slight edge to Dallas. Running game, I say slight edge, not in a knock at at Zeke, but Aaron Jones is pretty freaking good, right? Like Rodgers isn't suffering because Aaron Jones is his running back. So now you're sitting here. You're left with Rodgers and the offensive coordinator versus Dak and Kellen Moore. Who? What's going on? Just interesting to think about. I was. Dak's that is up. interesting because I was. Dak's I putting know, up. I didn't know if we would, unreal numbers through two. Games. I didn't know if we would get to it or not because then I was going to say like to your point, offenses can take some time to figure out, but the Cowboys have come out firing on all cylinders. And Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are still trying to work out some kinks. Right. And look, they played New York week one. And then Washington week two, who has invested a lot of money in their defense. I mean, they're no slouches. They they held Philly down pretty good for a half. Um, So, again, kind of like Lamar, probably two of the weaker defenses they'll play this year. But – I mean, those are num- Those are video games. I still, I'm still going to take Rodgers in November and December over any other quarterback in the NFC, unless I'm missing someone. Maybe outside of a healthy Drew Brees, but like, I'm still going to take him over a Dak Prescott come November, December. So I'm not jumping off. I know you, as a Packers fan, were getting a little frustrated with them on Sunday. They still won, and he still made some throws that were pretty special. But there was some times where. I'm honestly tired of the special throws. Doesn't do it for me anymore. Where's make make the fu- make the normal throw, man? It's okay, you can cuss, bro. In two, Let it out in two point three seconds. <laughs> it was right, like, yeah. where is that? You like you need the special stuff in moments, but like I don't know. We talked about it before. I, I just I don't think there's a lot of trust there yet. Um, but when you stack up the supporting cast that Dak has and he has, yes, it's it's not the receiving core he had in 2010, 2011, but still they have the line, they have the backs, they have the new rules. Shouldn't be like this, but they played you- Chicago and Minnesota, so that's the flip side of it. Yeah, two tough division games. Two tough division games. You didn't play preseason, new system inexperienced wide receivers outside of Devontae. Um, so 2-0, and and they haven't looked great other than one quarter against Minnesota. But that leads us to our last real or fake. Your boy's defense. Green Bay's D. Yeah. Your thoughts first. They came at, They went after Chicago in that first game. And they looked sharp, man. They looked really sharp. And they even looked sharp in the first half against Minnesota. I mean, aside from a couple big plays against Minnesota, I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean, it's hard to – It was really three or four big plays, and Minnesota probably would have had less than 100 yards. Yeah, no, I mean – Which is a part of the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, the biggest 
problem they had is probably containing Dalvin Cook, which is probably something everyone's going to struggle with. But, yeah, and this kind of goes back again. My preseason Super Bowl pick is Packers versus Pats. It's not like it's a big shocker, but going back to when the Packers did win the Super Bowl, they had a top 10 defense, I believe, at the time, which was pretty good. Top five. Top five even, thank you. And this time around, it looks like they have a pretty good one again. And defense hasn't been their strong truth the past couple of years because of injuries and everything that happens. If they can keep this defense together and playing well, Rodgers is healthy come November. I think they have a great job to come out of the NFC. And I think the defense is real. So what do you what are your thoughts? Definitely look better so far than it's been a while. It really has been a while. Um because even the year after they won the Super Bowl, Nick Collins got hurt early in the year. And it really hasn't been the same since then, if we're being honest. They went 15-1 and that year, but I think they gave up. I mean, it was something like – I think at, at that point, I'm sure it's been broken since, yeah. is the most passing yards ever given up by a defense. Um so they're, they're second in points allowed, which at the end of the day is probably the most important defensive metric. I'm sure some Quan guys would, would educate me otherwise. Um, Dalvin Cook definitely dinged the rushing yards. Again, it's been two weeks, but I think it's only two weeks. No injury so far, but they are deep at a lot of positions, except maybe middle linebacker. Um, they're probably a little over relying on Blake Martinez there, but they went out and spent bread on defense, not getting receivers for Rodgers. They have guys off the edge who are getting pressure. Kenny Clark's a stud in the middle. Um, J.R. Alexander, I think, I think he's already one of the best corners in the league. He's very good. He's very good. And he, he just had a little bit of alligator arms on that long touchdown to Stefan Diggs. If he bats that down or – Knows that Diggs is right there as well. He probably picks that off. But he, he made a couple other big plays, swatting it away. And, um, no, I mean, the Darryl, Darnell Savage, 21 Savage from University of Maryland, they traded up to pick him. He looks good. So, you know, Chicago and Minnesota are not Mahomes, but they've made those two quarterbacks look worse than they did last year. So no, I agree. Definitely exciting. Definitely the better unit so far. I don't know about Super Bowl. That's a little wild. I mean, look at the NFC. Look, we're two weeks in. The Cowboys pop off the screen. Yeah, and then Dallas is, I would imagine, the Vegas favorite right now. Yeah, that's fine. But outside, like popping off the screen in week two, to me, it's those. It's the Cowboys, and then. Packers aren't popping off the screen, but they're two and zero, and they just beat two two tough teams in their division. No, you're right. So I mean, they're I, in as good a spot as anybody, and outside of Dallas's offense, yeah, I mean, there isn't anybody um, that's to my mind. I mean, Green Bay's defense has been pretty. As far as teams in the NFC specifically, you're you're right. I mean, we we went in thinking that they were the more deep, deeper conference. Breeze getting hurt. Um, 
LA starting slow. Donald's hurt. 49ers. I mean, they're the other team that's 2 0 that's really good right now. I mean, I wouldn't say really good. Really good might be a stretch. We watched the Buck game, and that was an absolute travesty. They flew cross country. It was week one, but they did everything to get your Bucks a victory. Everything. I'll say that, but the Bucks, this is the best Bucks defense we've had in a while. I'm actually confident in Todd Bowles and what he's doing on that side of things. Just quick buck up, buck, buck update. Won't be long. Offense in the Carolina game, second half, looked much better in the first. It's a new system. I jumped shipped after after week one. I went back on the ship before week two, so I'm still on. Um, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful. I'm optimistic. They're giving up so. uh, 304 yards per game, which is actually pretty good, but 22 points, 22 and a half. And that was against Cam and Jimmy G. I think you need to pump the brakes, bro. I think the Bucks have a nice defensive unit. I'm just going to – from what I've seen, I think they're going to be – I think so far that's been their better unit, which I guess isn't saying much. Um, Christ. Let's <laughs> take a quick break. I'll talk about the quarterback carousel on uh, when we come back. Okay, so we wanted to talk about the quarterback carousel that is currently going on. We've had a number of quarterbacks through week two that are already sidelined. Big Ben hurt. Eli benched for Daniel Jones, which I'm sure we'll get into. Breeze, um, Thumb, and then Fitzmagic, which that was a disaster to watch. And I guess Rosen's in, but he, I mean, hopefully he can stay healthy too with what's going on there. Did you have a preference of where you wanted to start here? I feel like the Eli Daniel Jones is just go in order. You clown. Wow. Okay. Big Ben goes down. The offense was struggling up to that point for the most part. They made, they named Mason Rudolph the starter. So naturally they go out and trade for a cornerback instead of – and give up their, their – Safety. First. Safety. Sorry, forgive me. He's give, a Swiss Army knife, though. No, he is. And give up their – but more importantly, I think, is giving up their first-round pick next year. Thoughts? <laughs> Yikes. Um, what's wild is you compound giving up your first-round pick with you're now rocking with Mason Rudolph, who last time we saw him was a while ago in a Big 12. 615 to 522 game in the Battle of Bedlam, Oklahoma State, <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma, a three-day battle. <laughs> Better described as a war. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, you give up that pick. And the more you lose this year, the better that pick becomes. Now, look, I think it's a pretty consensus thought that Minka Fitzpatrick is a really good player. No, I, I agree. But now you're two years away from his rookie deal being up. 
They've invested a lot in their defense, which was their hallmark of the past. Best case for them, this kid shows some things. Stones, I mean, he can definitely throw the ball. You saw that in college. Not now. This is not the Big 12 defenses every week. No. Strange move, to say the least. And if you're Miami, I wonder if they got that deal from multiple teams, and as soon as Big Ben got hurt, they were like, all right, that'll probably be the best first-round pick. Let's do that. It's likely. Or maybe that's what Pittsburgh wants to do is they're just going to be like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play defense rock solid, and we're going to do enough on offense to get the job done. It's a bold strategy, Cotton, but it could work out, actually. It could definitely work out. I can't remember the last time Big Ben Law missed significant games. Two thousand. I felt like early on he had some time where he was actually out. I mean, he's been king of like – I mean, he is very overdramatic if you go back and listen to some of the quotes and how he talks about his injuries. I mean, he he talks about him like he was gonna like he's gonna black out or die, and he's been very overdramatic. Um, so I think when he initially got hurt, people were making fun of him, and then obviously it turned out to be more serious. But he's got some he's got some good quotes in the past when it comes to his injuries. Um, no, yeah, they're in an interesting spot, interesting division because the Browns, who won. Haven't looked particularly great at times either. So interesting. We'll see. The Eli Daniel Jones one to me is where we could probably give a nice take here because you had Eli, who's been benched by this organization, kind of saved by this organization in multiple ways. Um, I think I, I think I heard something this morning saying that he's made the most in contract money like maybe of all time like it's up there like he's been paid a lot of money in contract in contract by the giants um some people think he's probably two or three years past his prime or even i mean probably should have been done two or three years ago primes we're past that they they did get him in preseason talks about how he wants to take the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre approach to Daniel Jones, hoping to sit him for a couple years and wait this out while, you know, Daniel Jones can learn. That was a a quote. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, he basically talked about how he doesn't want Daniel Jones to play all year. And they hope to take the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers route. Didn't work out. So instead of two years, it took two weeks. (laughs) And now we get Daniel Jones. What do you think of Eli, the, I guess, his legacy? And this is more than just like a Daniel Jones question, but just the whole situation and I guess and how we view Eli as a quarterback. And the Super Bowls mean a lot for his legacy, but it feels like he probably should have been done a couple of years ago. If you look what's wild, there's a 538 article – he he actually game started 141 and 141. His stats are pretty pretty average. Yeah. His two playoff runs, he had pretty you know absurd stats in those two playoff runs, which some great defense. That'll be his legacy. He, yeah. He held Tom Brady from having. Now maybe Brady would have stepped away if he won those you know a little sooner, but. 
he provided the only, not alone, obviously, but he was a big part of the two blemishes on the Pats dynasty of the 21st century. So I think that's that's how he'll be remembered. He was big in moments, goofy, but definitely <laughs> it's funny that you could probably make the case that those three guys who got drafted together, Rivers deserves one, depending on how you look at it. He didn't get it, so he doesn't necessarily deserve it, and he's made questionable decisions throughout his career, but – Roethlisberger, you'd probably say, is the best of the three overall, right? Talent-wise, Stats, and he has the two rings to match Eli. But it's just funny that he's just kind of (laughs) average. But he handled New York well. Um, He never got hurt. He was always there. There's something to be said for that. So in a season that probably wasn't going to matter for them anyway – why not, man? Get the kid some licks. Have have him and Saquon play together. They actually look like they have a couple of receivers who, you know, aren't Odell Beckham, but they look serviceable. Ingram's actually off to a really good start as a tight end. Finally, maybe he's figuring out, and it looks like he'll be the super athletic tight end over OJ. Unfortunate to you. But OJ um, will go somewhere else and be a pro baller first year. Most, I mean, no doubt. And he'll be like, you know, he'll be a gamer. Hopefully, Green Bay, so you can still root for him. Sure. So, look, I don't even know how many games New York is going to win with Eli. So this this one really doesn't matter. Um, but to your point, funny that they pulled the trigger this fast. Yeah, the breeze breeze going down in my eyes is probably the biggest loss for a team coming 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 out. This season, after the referee issue in the playoff game last year, they've gotten close in consecutive years to going really deep into the playoffs, and Breeze gets hurt. And the offense in week one didn't look particularly great, even against the Rams. It wasn't exactly hitting on all cylinders. But now we have Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill, which I don't know if I really want to see. He'll the next play. Steve Young. Why would you not want to see him? I'm good. I'm Why? Super, I'm good. We're good. Why? I'm good there. I'm good there. <laughs> Steve Young didn't get his start till 30. Taysom Hill is 29, bro. Both BYU guys. I think we're good. We'll Both be... white. This is very observant of you. Yeah. So... Um, I'm trying to get to the bottom of why Sean Payton said that. Wait, this is that, that's a real quote? Sean Payton said he's the next Steve Young. Okay. Well, was this like during his draft process? or what No, no, that was very recently. Okay. Yeah. All right. I love coaches and their quotes, man. The shit that they say. It's – I don't know what they do it for. Maybe it's for the guys themselves. Maybe it's for themselves. But that's a special one. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Um, this to me, because of the division they're in, is going to hurt because this division is kind of wide open and I don't know if there's a good team in here. I mean, through two weeks, it looks like eight and eight or nine or seven, nine and seven could get it done. This one hurts for the Saints. No. The fact that it's not the whole season obviously is a better, if you compare Roethlisberger and Breeze injury. Yeah, it's better. Breeze is coming back. They have a better team anyway than the Steelers did. Um, 
better coach. Although, maybe not. I mean, anyway, Ooh, I don't take. think it hurts. Hot take. <laughs> Peyton, man, he's only won one. I mean, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. And guess what? He gets to play the Bucks and the Panthers four times a year. Panthers, the Bucks is probably Panthers yeah. had one year. Anyway, back on topic. I actually have always liked Teddy. Um, he was got started pretty well with Minnesota before the terrible knee injury in a practice. Um, they have weapons. I think if they have a game plan. And he's the guy all week. I don't – I mean, there's obviously a drop-off. He's not Drew Brees. But I think they can weather that storm much better than Pittsburgh will be able to, um, especially with, you know, having $20 million locked up to eight. So we think you think the Saints, the Saints are probably the best bet out of all these teams. I mean, even, even I mean New York's irrelevant. That's just more – well, More so just the best situation moving forward for – Yeah, I mean, Miami wanted Teddy. Miami wanted Teddy as their starter. They guaranteed him that, and he wanted to stay. So, I mean, he is a starter-level guy, in my opinion. Like, if he's put in the right situation and he's backed, he already was a starter. And he did pretty well. I mean, Minnesota was good with him. He was good. So, they get to play in a dome. I don't know. I mean, their schedule – I can't remember off the top of my head. We should have it pulled up, but no, I would not be in crisis mode if I was New Orleans. I really wouldn't. I would be if Steve Young Jr. was getting significant snaps. That's incredible. That's actually amazing. The Saints schedule. I mean, that's the that's the thing. They play the Bucks. They play the Jags. Tough, tough defense. The Bears. Tough defense. But then they got the Cardinals. So, I mean, but yeah. again, this is a guy, Mason Rudolph, no experience. Miami and New York are irrelevant. Now the New next... York Jets are also irrelevant. So if you if we're just talking about Pittsburgh versus New Orleans, Teddy Bridgewater has faced NFL defenses. Two, now to be fair, their next two games are pretty tough. They're at the Seahawks, going to the Pacific Northwest, and then they play the Cowboys. So that those are that'll be two tough no. games. So. I mean, all before you were, were you mentioning Pittsburgh schedule or you? This is Saints Saints schedule. So the next six games are tough. Next two weeks are tough. Uh, and then you said in the box, box, and the Jags, all Bears. good, you know, respectable defenses. So. Right. No, again, I just he has the game experience. So for me, I would not be freaking out if I was New Orleans. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, we can just kind of. I mean, when we were watching um, – every time I watched Miami, I felt like I was watching Fitzpatrick just run for his life and then chuck or get hit and hit the ground. It was one of the two. Now <laughs> they're throwing Rosen out there. Can we think about a kid who's – like how circumstances – Why did this, Arizona draft him? Circumstances in this league, man, are, are – it's amazing the start that you get. I mean, it reminds if, me of Alex Smith. If we could put – I mean, if you put Josh Rosen on the Cowboys, Josh Rosen to me is really talented. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you switch spots and you gave him eight weeks, to- hey, send that to Jerry, bro. Maybe, maybe he'll hire you. 
Or maybe don't pay Dak to scoop Josh next year. I want the Bucks to take a flyer out on Rosen personally. You guys will get him murdered too. Our offensive line is not terrible. It's not as bad as Miami's, that's for sure. So, um, did you want to do a coach's hot seat thing, or did you want to pick some fantasy guys? That you like? Oh, you you score 193 points. Now you want to do a fantasy segment? No, let's talk about the shit coaches. Riverboat Ron. For once, your team's not on this. Dirt Cutters out, baby. We got a coach. Um, Riverboat Ron, they. So the, the Vegas odds favorites, the top three are Ron Rivera, Dan Quinn, and Jay, not John Gruden. Well, Surprised by any of those? No. D- Dan Quinn hired Dirk Cutter as his offensive coordinator. Now, <laughs> he did Dirk, – Dirk did call a really good play at the end of the Falcons game. I'll give him that. The screen to Julio. That oh, was, he called a good play? Yeah, he did. One? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So How much has he paid? <laughs> I imagine he's getting some, some nice check. Uh, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure he's making doing okay. Um, so, yeah, Dan Quinn hired Dirk Cutter to be his offensive coordinator. Tough move. If you want to ask where Deshaun Jackson's been the past two years. Ask Dirk Cutter. Ask Dirk Cutter. Um, if you're wondering why Chris, place if you're wondering why, yeah, if you're wondering why Chris Godwin is is good this year, Aster Cutter. Um, so as you can tell, I'm not big on Dirk Cutter. It's nothing personal. Todd Munkin was the OC, you know. Todd Munk, he was. He did. Oh. He did call the plays, but okay. there was some back and forth mm. throughout the season where Dirk actually took. I just want to point it out. Place. I'll still allow you to drag his name because he was because. He's a high school coach. Yeah. So, Dan Quinn. But, again, Dan Quinn going by seriously. Dan What's Quinn, interesting they have with Dan Quinn in Atlanta, we are three years removed from them being 25 minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. But the big – like, I feel like the big differentiator there is they had Kyle Shanahan running the offense. Well, that's my point. That's a great it's offense. Like, we've talked about it before. How if you don't take advantage of that one one chance, the odds are you are never getting that chance again. No. It's so hard. And again, that and somehow I mean, the, we, the Patriots just run it back every year like it's like they're on the court in the in the backyard and they're just king of the hill and they can't lose. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised by Quinn. I just don't know what he does. He's a defensive guy. He's not, I don't know what he does. He took over the defense this year, defensive play calling duties. So, okay. Yeah. Is that going well? It's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, they're zero and two, right? <laughs> they're one and one. I think oh, they won okay. on Monday night. <laughs> Did they? I think so. Eagles. They beat the Eagles late game. Late game winner. Big football. So guys that, here. I mean, that's a little long. surprising <laughs> that he would be. He's calling the plays though. Second in Vegas, though. No, I mean, if you're Atlanta, you're one and one. I just think he's. I mean, I think he's on a really short leash. They really haven't figured things out since they lost in 2016. Their offense hasn't been as good. Matt Ryan, uh, 
again, one of those guys where he can look great and then not look very good. And he's been one of those dudes throughout his career where I think people have asked, how good is he? Is he a top 10 guy? Is he a mid-tier guy? Is he a top 8 guy? Some guy. Like, so, I don't know. I just feel like he's probably on a short leash in that this is the year you got to figure it out. And with this division being as weak as it is, Drew Brees goes down for six to eight weeks. He may not be back until November. If they're not – and I mean, I can't see them firing in midseason, but, again, short leash. Yeah. Um, Ron Rivera. Again, he had the Super Bowl appearance against the Broncos. It was a great defense. That was when Luke Keekley was out of his mind that season. Josh Norman was probably at the peak of his powers, if I recall. Josh Norman Luke is terrible Because he has fallen a lot. He should be in the 70s on that. Cam, Cam was absolutely unreal that season. And they, again, haven't been able to figure things out. The McCaffrey thing looks looks good. Um but that probably speaks they, to the GM more than him. So, I, so. I, for the first time I heard, I'm seeing Rivera's number one in Vegas. I'm, I'm hearing Cam, this is his last year in Carolina. Are you surprised as an NFC South fan that, or would you be if they just blow this thing up in Carolina? And if so, who plays quarterback there next year? So, interesting enough. And who's the coach? Um, that I might follow, be a little much to do, but I mean, I fall. I mean, the I can talk about the quarterback thing, which is interesting. Um, I follow a gentleman on Twitter. Don't know his name, but he provided a pretty good and some insight into who he thinks they should select next season in the first round with their pick, Jalen Hurts. Not a bad, not a bad fit there, um, with North Turner. Again, similar guy, similar similar to Cam, not as talented, bigger, strong, probably or accurate as a thrower, even though Cam struggled from that position as far as throwing the football and being accurate. But Jalen Hurts is an option. Who coaches the team? That's where you might want to call a young guy. Maybe you call Kellen Moore. And you build the offensive line and you kind of reset and you start drafting defense. You just draft interior guys. You get your quarterback, or you try and sign interior guys, and you build out your football team from within. So, what about Lincoln Riley? I just, I think, I'm sure he's gotten some calls. You know, and I I think he might be waiting for a real good job. Why not with Jalen? Because uh, Jason Garrett is going to find a way to mess this up at some point in time. And I just would not be shocked if Jerry Jones picks up the phone and calls that guy, if he already has it in some capacity. And if there's a job I'm taking in the NFL, I mean, in Oklahoma, he is – he's running shit, man. I mean, look at look at him. He's got another another guy in Jalen Hurts who we all wondered if he could even play the position at a college – at the college – in the college game. I mean, he looks like he might – he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the country and a guy who may win the Heisman. So – he may have three guys win the Heisman in a row. Um, I mean, he just got Kyler Murray drafted number one overall. Kyler Murray's talented, but, I mean, is he is Kyler Murray getting drafted number one if he doesn't go to Oklahoma, if he doesn't play for Lincoln Riley? I don't know. Jalen Hurts, I mean, seriously, well, there was times when he was playing quarterback for Bama, we didn't even know if he could play. <laughs> and this dude is just lighting up, lighting up the country, man. He's nuts. So if you're Lincoln Riley, why would I wouldn't go anywhere until I find a good fit? And if he likes Oklahoma, which I'm sure he does, things are going well. 
until the right fit comes along, then why take a job? No, those are all good points. That's where does Cam go? Miami, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's an interesting fit. Maybe that might not be a bad bad idea. Um, maybe maybe Denver. Maybe John Elway can try try it one more time. The quarterback, <laughs> the quarterback himself, who's for some reason he got the reputation of developing guys and Joe Flacco, which we don't have to get into, looks like an absolute shell of himself. What about uh, Cincy? Cam did steal those computers like ten years ago. He'd fit in. Oh, shit. <laughs> I actually defended Cam for a long time, but now that he's dressing like Eva Mendez and the other guys, the scene where Will Ferrell goes over to, to someone, say how much he someone, loves her. Someone put up a meme of, of him and then Scooby Grandma – No, Grandma Martell from – No, I'm, I'm – There's a this. lot. I mean – From God. Um, from Game of Thrones. Gotcha. That's pretty Grandma, good. what's the house? I can't think of her name. I, I know I butchered it, and people, if you're listening this far into the pod. No, it's Martell, no? Is it? House? Now you got me messed up. I'm going anyway. to this up. Continue. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's like with Garrett and Ron, they've had like really, I mean, the job security, right, is just... Tyrell, sorry. Tyrell. Yeah. Tyrell Hatton. No, Tyrell is the Game of Thrones. I know, but that's why you... Martell, Hatton, Tyrell. Yeah. There's, I don't know what's going on right now. Cam. Look what Cam just did to us. This pod was going well, and now we're all discombobulated. Yeah. We've been going for a while. This is our first one. My dad, we're a little rusty. So points out like Cam on the knee breaks the huddle, takes his time, gets up off a knee, looks around, looks at himself in the camera. He hasn't been the same since he got shredded in the Super Bowl. Who? Cam. He doesn't look like he has fun anymore. I think. I mean. If you're him, though, you played a game your entire life where you physically dominated everybody. You were faster than everybody. You were bigger. You were stronger. And he was a good thrower. He was an okay thrower. Thrower is the key word. He was never a passer. Right. Which most people are like, what the hell are you talking about? But, like, he's not accurate. No, but he's – Compared to me or the average – like. Different story. Compared to the top 15 guys in the league, he is average at best when it comes to accuracy. 100%. Which most guys have a big arm in the NFL. Yeah. So what sets them apart, maybe not as big as his, but if you don't hit guys in stride, you're taking off the yards. That speed, You're taking off the points. I agree. He doesn't have touch. I don't know how well he (sighs) – I don't know how to say it with that. I mean, it's just like the the mental aspects, the intangibles, the leadership. There is something to be said for that in the ultimate team game, which is football from that position. He definitely doesn't check a lot of boxes. And I've, I've been a Cam apologist for a long time. 
No, but the phys- so, being able to physically dominate a game, which he did in college in his early years in the NFL, right. where he was just, I mean, he's 6'5", he's 250, and he's just fast, and he's strong, and he's big, and he got away with doing that, and now he's 30 years old, and he's taking some licks, and he's just not the same dude anymore after you play in the league for a decade. It takes a toll on you. For sure. It's, it's just not the same. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't love it as much or if it's just not as – it's not coming as easy. And when things don't come as easy, when you're used to dominating, then it's a tough transition to make for anybody. So, yeah. So those two guys are probably gone. Last one's Jay Gruden. Washington. They oh, got, they're up there with the Knicks. Yeah. In James, levels of dysfunction. Dan Snyder's up there with James Dolan. Him and James. I hear, I hear people get hired and kept based on how good of drinking buddies they are with Dan Snyder. Really? Yeah. Look at you, man. Been in D.C. for a couple of years. And yeah, now you're in the end. That's awesome. Good shit. I like that. Insider insider stuff. That's So, again, James is just – that's a that's probably – Soaking up all the knowledge in the D.C. <laughs> sponge, baby. That's, that's probably a pretty good indicator that things aren't being well run. <laughs> <laughs> You said whoever can drink the most. Well, basically, if you uh, become a good drinking Why buddy. didn't we start out with this? We should have started out with this shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the best five. This is the best two-minute bite we've had. You and- also have to do a lot of digging to find out how this schmuck made his money. Really? Snyder. I'm not talking about, like, Jeffrey Epstein. I'm talking about, like... <laughs> Apparently he swung and missed on like thirty different startups back around the tech tech bubble. Hit on one. That's what you do. Levered though. up. Like should did not have the assets to buy an NFL team, and basically like sold. Like he's. It's almost more like Jeter without Dan Snyder being beloved or respected like Jeter <laughs> is, where he like really doesn't have that much power and like his, his net worth to team. Like the, the team is worth more than he is. I'm pretty sure. Really? No, he's a fool. He's a fool. Nobody All likes right. him. That team should be sold. That was uh, the best two minutes we've had on the pod. I think the whole, whole night just fast. So fast forward. If, you, if you're listening this far, God bless you. Ian needs to clip this out and throw it on something. But yeah. Jay Gruden should go. No, I don't even necessarily think it's all his fault. This is gonna, he should want to this go. This is going to be on the. This is going to be on the Instagram. There's no doubt. This is good. This is good. Jay stuff. should fire himself. Yeah, I think Jay wants to leave. We'll see, we'll, we'll talk to him the next time. I'm sure time. Danny yeah. Snides has a nice uh, wine cellar or bourbon. Whoever top shelf. can drink the most. Wow. Okay, we'll end on that. Until next week. This next week will be better. Promise. We'll talk to you soon.